Welcome to Bobby's Cryptid Corner. I'm Bree. I'm Jamie. And I'm Bobby of the Cryptid Corner. Oh my God. We hey. have an exciting episode for everybody today. Are you guys excited? We've got a lot on the plate, it seems. We really do. So first of all, what are we talking about tonight, Bobby? Tonight, I want to do a kind of a brief overview of the Dogman phenomenon. But it's, uh, I'll say this, spoiler alert, it's so prominent and so regular, so frequent, so many sightings. We got to focus on one more famous phenomenon that has to do with Dogman, which is the Beast of Bray Road, which is a Wisconsin-based uh, uh, cryptid uh, hotspot for the, uh, the Dogman. But uh, we will get into that a little later, I guess. I know. So before we even start the episode, we have a special guest who's going to come on, who's going to join us for our show and tell and who we're going to talk to a little bit. I teased a little bit on Twitter about us having this. I'm pretty excited because we have an Is actual- it Stephen Greer? It's not Stephen Greer. I think even yeah. better. We wish. It's better than Stephen Greer. We have an actual cryptid on the show. Oh. Okay? okay. So if you guys are ready, I would like to welcome actually Bigfoot to our show right now. Hey! hey. All right actually bigfoot's here absolutely so we have bigfoot here we're gonna ask him some questions before we get into it he's gonna help us right now with our show and tell and we're gonna tell him our, our show and tell because i really want to hear what he has to say about bobby's recent little uh information nugget that he has so brie do you have anything mm -hmm. for show and tell that you want to start off with i have a couple things okay. um first i will show you my little arts and crafts that i did that okay. uh i broke a little bit before okay. i brought it over here okay but, you know, I can always fix it. Oh, I wow. Need a reef. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I like yeah. it. Is that like an owl or a bird on it? It's an owl. Okay. Oh, and it lights oh, up. Oh, wow. It has lights. It's wow. kind yeah. of a UFO. It's magical. intense. It is. It's intense. It is. I like your arts uh, and crafts. Yeah, I like how the first part of the show is basically like an arts and crafts. It is. It's I know. Show. It's always like arts and crafts, maybe candles, maybe crystals. Maybe crystals. Mm -hmm. So and maybe crystals. I got this my week. newest edition. Wow. This is noble serpentine. Wow. Isn't that it's, crazy? It's okay. Yeah. Can see. you guys see? Wow. Sounds mm -hmm. like a Brit pop band. It does. Oh actually. yeah! Look at that. Wow. That has some shiny. It's shit beautiful. Of it. I love it. Yes. I got a few other things, but not as impressive. Okay, but that one's really pretty. Let's see. Oh, geode. Mm -hmm. Bigfoot, Bigfoot. Do you have any initial thoughts on crystals? Do, do they I work? Crystals. Do Love they have crystals. any? Do they have any kind of supernatural uh, aura to them? I believe they do. Yes. Um, actually, I got into crystals. This is a this is a true story. Uh, I was given a crystal for my mother a few years ago when she came down with breast cancer. Um, oh no! And when I gave it to her, she had a pile of them from other people that had given her crystals. And here we are. Uh, it's been two years that she is breast cancer-free. <gasps> That's amazing! That's awesome! Yeah. Congrats, Mama Bigfoot's Bigfoot. mother! Yes. Absolutely. Now, Mama does your Bigfoot. mother does your mother know that you're a Bigfoot? She does. She's my biggest fan. Yes. Is she a Bigfoot? Supportive. <laughs> yeah, is Excellent. she Bigfoot? With he that? has to. Is your mom a big, to be a big foot, or did she fall in love with a bigfoot? She's she's better looking than me, but <laughs> okay. She would, would tell you that she's she's a bigfoot. Yes, I love okay. that. Okay, I, I awesome. like how your mouth doesn't move when you talk. It's not creepy <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay, Bobby, 
you you have some stuff for show and tell you you finally got your crystal we you gotta have- save this to the end do you have anything for show and tell you want me first okay yeah you go first i got okay. a lot to talk about here okay yeah, let's, I have let's a, knock I, yours out i have a i have a lot too okay so i it was my birthday weekend so we got a lot of new crystals so we got we got this chunky motherfucker right here mm. yeah we like that one rainbow what was it for you what's this one rainbow what oh i could just tell that it was um like it had the titanium rainbow titanium uh and then it. i also got a nice smoky quartz right here oh favorite wow. there. okay it's beautiful and this one which is a big chunky beautiful boy is another smoky quartz but it's multi it's it's big oh this way we like big yeah, we beautiful like boys. big beautiful boys here. i like big hard rocks so we got that one uh we also got a nice geode with a little amethyst inside of it growing out of it we like it's that beautiful. one as well uh that's really all i have for this week show and so you got a guys. whole collection of rocks there for your birthday i was like i got so many more rocks i also got a new tarot deck we might as well show everybody that oh, too. Wow. We, got, we got this she work. got rocks for her birthday i got i got all the spiritual things i needed mm. in life for my birthday so that's oh and then i guess my last thing is my painting that we have here can you guys it's see it? the lighting's a little off but like you can tell it says your experience, experience is valid, valid. So Wonderful. that's a nice, a nice one for everyone. Just to remind everyone your experience is valid, regardless of what it is. I just like noticed it. the fuck you, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> back there. Oh, How long yes. has that been up there? Okay, so <laughs> that was my little secret Easter egg surprise for you. And I was waiting for you to notice, but that is my fuck you. Bobby I love to see my name in print. So I, my eye drew pretty much immediately. To I was thing. like, I was like, I, I told Bri, I was like, let's see how long it takes Bobby to see my little fuck you. She's like, oh, you really got to look at it. You don't know it's there was like mm, we'll see that's my that's my little painting to you right here it's i smell a uh, official that one time i was abducted by aliens christmas ornament yeah right <gasps> in the form of fuck you bobby well, fuck you bobby yes yeah, so i thought i put that oh right my there God. we need ornaments so no matter when now before i get into is that is that your show and tell jamie that's my show and tell i'm excited about your mm-hmm. rocks and crystals and i'm excited yeah. about your painting me too. And um, that awesome fuck you, Bobby sign. Um, I got to ask before I go into my thing, did Brie get highlights? She dyed the bottom of her hair. Mm, see, I know this. She did. This is the first <laughs> time I've ever talked with Brie, but it does look wonderful. Oh, thank you, honey. You're welcome. It's a compliment. Excellent. All right, Bobby, okay. you need to hear your shit because this is the okay. Let me let me preface a little bit just to get people yes. in the loop if this is your first time listening to this particular part of the show. Um, I am the local curious skeptic slash agnostic with all this kind of stuff. Like I very <laughs> much am involved in research. Now I wouldn't say research, but I read a lot of books and watch a lot of documentaries on weird high strangeness and fringe topics, but I like to keep a healthy level of uh, Occam's razor skepticism with a lot of things. But that said, um, I've more or less always kind of turned my nose up at kind of new agey, hooey, California mumbo jumbo, crystal stuff. That We are uh, who we are. Star charts and astrology, <laughs> all that stuff. Now, to be fair, I never really dug into it. I just kind of had this preconceived notion. I was like, I went to school with a lot of hippies and I was just like, I don't want to, I don't care. Like, please leave me alone. But now I'm a little older, a little wiser, open-minded. And uh, you guys have been teaching me a lot about uh, what could be going on beyond the veil of, uh, of the tangible reality that we live in. 
and you've convinced me to buy my first uh, crystal. I don't know if I showed it last time. Yes. Or not. No. So yes. It's so beautiful. Here, here's what I'm going to give you. It's quartz with uh, onyx Formulated or something. Quartz. Formulated quartz. Yeah. 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 And I got a, I got another one on the way. The reason I ordered another one is because this one seemingly, I know causation correlation, that's a different conversation, but um, a few nights ago, Ooh. And you guys said this, you guys said, if you start dipping your toe into this kind of esoteric religion, I guess. Um, no, no, not the R word. Crystal. No. Okay, the R esoteric word. Uh, uh, fields of study and belief <laughs> systems and whatnot, that I might be a little more vulnerable to something supernatural. And mm -hmm. I got to say, um, whether it was the crystal or not, I did see my first UFO a few nights ago. Yes. So and, cool. I, and this oh, is not to get all the hot ratings for this show. Like no. I'm completely serious. <laughs> this is not a publicity stunt or, and I'm not selling crystals. I'm not going to be pitching crystal UFO summoning crystals, which would be a good marketing idea. It really was. But anyway, um, I was out front in my, uh, in my yard on, on the phone. And it was one of those things where I realized just how real it is when people talk about when they see something bizarre, how they're like, hey, I don't like there's a reason you don't pull out your phone. There's several reasons why you don't pull out your phone and take a picture of it. Mm -hmm. First of all, by the time you realize, by the time it registers in your brain as to what you just saw, like it's long gone mm -hmm. because and not only that, in this particular case, especially, it was so quick, there's no way I could have done it in the first place. All I saw, okay, I live in the suburbs of Austin, Texas. I can see the city skyline. There's a lot of light pollution. Um, there wasn't a lot of stars in the sky just because of the light pollution, maybe way off in the distance behind the house or something. But anyway, I'm just kind of like on the phone, and all of a sudden I see um, this green beam of light zip by super super fast like faster than anything i've ever seen my first thought was it wasn't even like a um it wasn't even like a oh my god kind of thing i was like oh that's cool i just saw a shooting star mm -hmm. and then a few seconds later i started to kind of digest what it is i had just seen and i was like that's not a shooting star shooting stars aren't green and and quick like that as far as i know at least and it seemed relative, it's hard to tell elevation from the sky versus the ground. But mm -hmm. as far as I could tell, it didn't seem like it was like way off in the cosmos either. It seemed like maybe it was about, I don't know, I don't know, elevation, but it wasn't where the stars normally are. It's a very tiny green light that, and then it had like a little trail, little green laser trail to it. Almost like, uh, almost like the uh, entities of uh, interdimensional or cosmic uh, mystery were just giving me a little wink saying, mm -hmm. hey, I see you. I see you got that crystal. Now it's time to, uh, time show to you what's up. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't think of anything that it could have been like, there's no satellites that go that fast. Um, I mean, or if it was a green. shooting star, yeah. if it was a shooting star, it would have been a lot higher, I think. And it wouldn't have been green. So it is what it is. I don't know what it was as far mm -hmm. as I'm concerned, if we're going on the literal definition of a unidentified flying object, that's exactly what that is. That's what, I don't know if it was aliens, who knows, but it was definitely something that I believe was summoned <laughs> to some degree by this weird rock that i bought from china on etsy yes so 
Not what do you think, res- Bigfoot? Yeah, what do you think, Bigfoot? Bigfoot? I need your thoughts on this. I think it was Alien Travels from Instagram. Mm. Have you seen him? <gasps> no. Yeah, look up Alien Travels. I've been, I, I used to hang out with him a lot, and I've been searching for him recently. It was probably him. He's green. <gasps> okay. Ooh, yeah. I like that. So Ooh. is oh look at that you got some supernatural got, poltergeist first, activity I got my first back ghost there. here you guys it's fucking my, it's so, that's funny my my monitor my secondary monitor just collapsed right before i got on the air with you guys so there's and, something and, in the air tonight yeah and and my fucking microphone stopped working there's yeah. some fucking spooky shit going on here guys i think bigfoot brought his like magical his a-game poltergeist shit. energy bringing things the, up the um what were the ghosty pants? The Fresno Nightcrawler pants that we did? Those yeah. Ones. So when you know I did mine and I put it on the wall on my creative wall where I put mm-hmm. all my crazy paintings. And I was gone this weekend. And Josh was like, uh, did you forget to like actually attach it to the wall? Cause when you were gone, it flew off the wall and fell and it freaked me out. I was Dude. like, oh. this this is it. a this is a reoccurring theme. Uh, Bigfoot, let me fill you in a little bit on a history of how this all started. These ladies are very much into UFOs, aliens, that kind of stuff. My kind of ladies. What's that? My kind of ladies. ladies. Yeah, yeah, they're not crazy at all. (laughs) Um, They like to party. Um, My name's Bree and I party. (laughs) No, they're they're like the good kind of crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the shovel down and stop digging a hole oh, right I'm now. I'm I love holes. <laughs> just keep digging. Yeah. Yeah. We just negated half the audience. Um, yeah, right? So so anyway, um, one, one theme that we're trying to explore here is, you know, it's time to stop tribalizing high strangeness. It's time to for the meeting of the minds. It's time for the cryptic community, the UFO community, the ghost community, the fucking uh yeah i don't know uh you know what are those little zippy things that brie likes the little little rods the rod community whatever whatever it is um (laughs) it's time to come together and see if we can find some common threads the uh, clowns something overlapping here shadow people whatever it is and and see if we can see if these things are related because i think I think on some level they are. I think that the context or the frequency or the interdimensionality of these things are somehow more or less related. Or are they summoned by similar things, right? I don't know. Um, there's The division you, is over. The division is over, but I will tell you, Bobby, that um, when you start to do things that are more aligned with your path and start kind of traveling a little bit into the unknown and breaking out of that box, things like that will happen to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that you said it perfectly. It was like a little wink Mm -hmm. and winks will continue to happen. And I always just, you know, I take that just like with synchronicity. It's just Mm -hmm. like another, it's what they call a God wink, even though, you know, we're not saying God with a capital G, but I think it's just that you're on your path when you start to, become interested in the unknown and you dare to explore it. I think the dare to explore part is important there because I've always been interested. However, I think I've had these secular enlightenment blinders on forever where I was just kind of like 
open to it, but not actively trying to be open to it. If that makes, I don't know if that mm -hmm. makes sense, yep. but you know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to um, really um, yeah. uh, expose my third eye to the possibilities more so than I ever have. And wouldn't you know it, I bought a crystal from China. Next thing I know, I saw a green laser in the sky. So uh, Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot, how are you? Where are you located, sir? Southern California currently. Now Ooh. there's not there's not just one Bigfoot, right? There's multiple ones. It's a whole species. You know, I've been looking for another one for a while. I haven't found any real ones. <laughs> hmm. All right. Mm, that's I thought you were the I thought you were the real one. I thought no, you were the I'm real actually, deal. I'm the actual one. Okay. The actual one. The one and only. Looking one for a best. It, it yep. kind of goes into the concept of what you saw in the sky, the green light. What is real? it's Good what it, it's the eye of the beholder isn't it like it's reality can be subjective and i think that can like objectivity is just consensus of the population as to what they agree on what's real but you know i think that if we were the if i was the only person on earth if i was the vincent price last man on earth i think it'd be almost easier to just manifest whatever you want to see in front of you because you wouldn't have the rest of the population influencing that. Sure. And I yeah. have a whole theory about the media that I'll go into on another time. It's too long-winded. I got to talk to Bigfoot real quick. So Bigfoot, how much credence, or maybe you can just speak on this, how much do we put, how much weight do we put into the Bigfoot phenomenon being something supernatural or is it something flesh and blood and, and physical? That's a great question. Um... What I would start with is um, when I started my journey online, I was fascinated by the pyramids. And mm -hmm. actually, the reason I bring this up is those to me are a, are a strong telling that there were civilizations right here in the past that were far more advanced than mm -hmm. humans are today mm -hmm. right so in other words um time is an illusion and how long has earth been here bigfoot something, bigfoot something of the past right and i think i think you guys were here before us is, is fair to say and i am your actual modern day bigfoot yeah because you're ready to go uh freestyle on eight mile tonight <laughs> so uh, we got we got matching outfits too oh he, he, he's even got the <gasps> oh, hands shit. and everything um okay so that. i'm questionable much... though about the past what does that mean can we go into that sure um you think bigfoot your your bloodline you think has been here since the pyramids are possibly even bef like predating that era way before you're mm. oh. talking like first kind of civilization here on the planet kind of situation long time ago so Big you foot, are, like, you, are you familiar with like the zechariah sitchin's like kind of anunnaki theory the sumerian tablets genetic are you a product of anunnaki genetic tampering or were you here before them you know they were they were different than I am. Mm -hmm. I actually like to say that um, I'm a product of Atlantis. Okay. Mm. 
Atlantis was real. Mm -hmm. And I they agree. Were, that was a very, very advanced civilization. And what happened was, is they were so powerful that they started creating things. Chimeras. The centaur, the mermaid, and the Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually really the the mixing of man and a bear is what i am okay okay but is it fair to say there's different types of of what would what a human would consider bigfoot correct yes absolutely sasquatch i am not sasquatch that's not me. Oh, okay. I, I, get, I, I get offended actually when people call me sasquatch you prefer oh. bigfoot i i i'm bigfoot it's it would be it's it's discrimination Okay. He's a, he's a, he's a I have learning foot. to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what is what is okay? What is the big difference between a Bigfoot and Sasquatch then? Uh, Sasquatch would be more of the ape-like figure. So mm. th there's your your Kong. Yeah, you got you kind of got more of a Teen Wolf thing going on. Mm. You're pretty well, good at basketball. <laughs> straight out of the woods, Bobby. That's what. Okay. Do. Okay. Yeah. I got to blend in. People. Uh, people you know yeah it's 2021 california is a good place to be for that i think though you know it, it's, san francisco is the best i actually oh yeah I, you I just look like a homeless man in san francisco. san francisco i can just yeah i can be myself and it looks like i just walked out of one of the bars downtown we're good to go yeah yeah take a shit on the <laughs> sidewalk whatever you want to do okay so have you in your in your day-to-day -day life then with blending in have you ever run into any other cryptids in your life or are you kind of or do you not notice them because you're trying so hard to blend in? No, I've been looking for them. I, I, I've hung, Yeti, I've hung out with a Yeti and uh, I've hung out, you know, with an alien. There's been, there was three of us uh, for the longest time. And um, we've since gone our separate ways, but we'll Aww. be, we'll be well, we'll, they've got things to do. I've got things to do, but we'll, we'll all be reunited someday. Oh, you were the original Beastie Boys. Oh, wow. Wow, Brie, that was yeah, good. That, now, that was a slow joke. <laughs> now, Bigfoot, you have a Instagram account, right? That's correct. Bigfoot underscore actual. Yes, sir. All right, I'm following right now. Yes. I need to learn what the difference is between Bigfoot and Sasquatch and Yeti. It's really, I thought they were just different like terms. No, it's you know what's fascinating is even when I began my own journey with this a few years ago, I didn't realize how big it was. Um, Yeti is the abominable snowman, so that's mm -hmm. going to be in your your you know I would White. actually put that the Himalayas, Nepal. Yep, Sasquatch. Um, I think by the term is just going to come from the south, similar to like the skunk ape from Florida. Oh, okay, okay. So your, your skunk ape, I again am highly offended if anyone ever refers to yeah. skunk ape. That's, uh, that just that's is derogatory whether or not you are a real skunk ape. Yeah, or, absolutely. Yeah, like, we, I don't affiliate with the skunk ape whatsoever. Yeah, uh, they're filthy creatures. <laughs> um, so it's really just the location around the globe. And um, I would actually even argue that Godzilla is the this the same form of of me over in asia or japan more specifically oh. so are you that big it's pretty big <laughs> <laughs> 
Right on. I like that. I like that. Okay. Brie, I bet you do, girl. I'll talk with you some other time. <laughs> cool. Cool. Bigfoot's on the show tonight. Oh, sorry, Bobby. He's spitting mad game at uh, all of us, really. I like it. It's good, though. Okay, so do you have a cryptid out there that you really want to meet that's like, that's like one that you're really searching for? You know, I would like to, I would like to reunite with Alien. Um, okay. I, that's, that's my, I've been looking for him for a few years. So what happened was, is my original Alien friend, he is doing whale tour guides actually right now. He goes from Mexico to Seattle and Hawaii following whale migration paths. Cool. Honestly, and, sounds like a very alien thing to do if I'm going to be real with you, because I feel like aliens especially little green men like to be little observers of things so looking at whales sounds like something that'd be perfect for him he loves it though unfortunately he's almost always out of service he likes he likes his privacy so i like that too out at sea can't no one can reach him yeah he's on he's on instagram he hasn't posted in a while but he'll be back i love that. yeah How cool. um, bigfoot underscore actual i'd like to ask um what possessed you to get on instagram and talk to me a little bit about how that kind of snowballed into 6,000 plus followers. Are you, are you exclusively on Instagram or do you have even more presence on social media? You know, I, I, I stuck with Instagram. I do like my, um, I like my solitude. I like my peace. I'm not, as you've seen before, there's, you know, people snap some pictures of me from time to time. Mm -hmm. What actually happened was um, I was just getting tired of all the questions and you mm -hmm. would see pictures all over the internet. In fact, the original Bigfoot photo in the, from the 70s, um, that's, that's one of the most viewed pictures of all time. The Patterson-Gimlin film. Yeah, Patterson-Gimlin yeah. film. It, it, it's, it's unreal how many views that photo gets and how much it's talked about. Mm -hmm. It's been, you know, 50, it's been 50 years of questions. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's ranked above the Zapruder film now. I don't it's, know. It's, it's up there. It's up there. Um, what happened was, is me and a good buddy, uh, when I, we were younger, um, I'm actually, so I'm a human form, I'm 32 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, but me and a good buddy, when we were about 18 years old, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Makes and that sense. Is, mm. and that's, As Bigfoot's will. Yeah. It's Bigfoot's, I spent 15 years up there. Sounds and right. And it's heavy. I mean, they, they believe. Oh yeah. I lived up there for about seven years. So I know. Well, so what, what would you say the percentages maybe in your local area as to who, like where you grew up, who, what percentage believes in the existence of Bigfoot? That's a really great question. And one that I've spent uh, probably the last year really trying to dissect as far as, because what happens is, is it's heavy in certain areas, right? Um, Washington, it's, I mean, Washington and Oregon, Oregon, especially Oregon is really heavy into the Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Understandable. Um, you, you know, I've, I've broken down the math. There are some surveys online. You can actually type in what population of the planet uh, believes in Bigfoot. And um, Crazy. I, I'm, I personally, from putting the mask on and walking around people and doing my thing, I estimated at about three out of 10 or 30 out of a hundred. 30%. Okay. 30%. Okay. 30%. Okay. 
That's a solid number. That's good numbers. That's solid. And and I think would you, would you say of that thirty percent that the majority of them are eyewitnesses, or are they people that are just like, I've known too many people that have come forward about this, and I might as well believe in it because it seems legitimate. Good question. You know, so uh, if you look at LiveScience.com, it's a they did a study through the university where they actually um, went around asking people and by mm -hmm. their definition the 30 percent is they they believe that bigfoot probably or is definitely real okay okay and then they it. also found in canada it's one one in five so wow i'm surprised so yeah canadian, I'm, i thought canadian the numbers would be higher in all honesty because there's what, not what, as many people it's a lot of right but a lot a lot of the people in canada are in cities Mm. like because there's not as many people in canada just in general i think it has like the population of like la or something stupid small like that it's nuts. so yeah and it's a vast vast wilderness but i i would argue the majority of people in canada obviously live in you know vancouver Big montreal Toronto. yeah vancouver, calgary well. mm -hmm. but they're very recreational and, they go out they're very That's much true. in the forest that's true say, you know because even in the cities i found you know a lot of people like I mean, I grew up in the woods and moved to the city. So there's really there's not anywhere you can go to say, you know, it it's really hit or miss. But you know, in the cities, there's always going to be that person. You know, yep. <laughs> there's always that person. That person that that scoffs at it. You mean? You know, um, I got that in the beginning um not and not necessarily a scoff that it was actually more of a fear where like okay. it was more like people didn't you know now when, when you when you sensed the fear were you wearing the the bigfoot costume at the time this is real skin what are you talking about <laughs> my, suit, <laughs> I, I, my suit um i was but you know and, and that was the thing <laughs> it, was a, it was almost like a it was almost like a um it was an experiment really to see how people treated me differently than they do in real life. Okay. My human form is, is, is much different than I am here. It's now big, Bigfoot actual. I know you are a real Bigfoot, but have you ever seen any other real Bigfoots when you were living up there? I, I had not. No, I had not. I, the only, as soon as I put on the mirror or put on the suit and looked in the mirror, that was the first Bigfoot I had. Ever okay. Seen. I've always said that. Um, I don't know. You know, if you look at this from like a zoological standpoint, it's probably pretty fucking dangerous. But if you watch those shows like Finding Bigfoot, they're always like trying to come up with weird ways to conjure a Bigfoot into their camp and whatnot. That show, this is that like, show actually inspired me to do what I'm doing. Okay. I, I, I watched a, that show a couple times and it honestly it 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 was so stupid. In my yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, um, you're probably right. Well, and, you know, the, the, the thing that like baffled me was that it made it nine seasons. Yeah. Right? And I, I own all nine on my Amazon Prime app, you know, well, it's a good, uh, <laughs> it's good. I'm drunk, just got home from the bar and I just want to throw on some Bigfoot schlock before I go to bed, you know? Well, hey, and, and he, so, and it's not against the audience. That's no, I'm not, audience. I'm not mad. No. Don't worry. I'm not offended. Well, some of them have gotten mad. Uh, yeah. I, hope, I hope to change that. But the, here's the reality is, is um, I was fascinated by the fact that there is a group of people that love it that much mm -hmm. that they will watch a 
scientist and mm-hmm. three yes, scientist. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk around the woods beating trees with sticks making noises it's or, like watching a lava lamp it, it's in nine seasons so what i'm here to do <laughs> is i'm here to change the image of what bigfoot really is and i am going to do what christian bale did with batman where at some point here in the near future you will see bigfoot on the big screen oh. and it's gonna it's gonna take over the world now you're, oh, yes. now you're speaking like you live in california um, <laughs> no but what i was what i was getting at is like the thing with television whether it be ufos bigfoot ghosts whatever it's kind of a double-edged sword because i've worked in television i know people that work in television i know people that have worked on ghost hunters and you you get red-pilled real quick about that it's like eh, it's all kind of bullshit like they all kind of embellish things and like edit it creatively to make it keep the audience coming back for more you got to sell a story you got to show some weird stuff whether weird stuff happened or not I totally get that. And, you know, it is deceitful, at least to some degree, but the popularity spreads in the way that you were talking about finding Bigfoot to the point where the phenomenon itself can kind of, um, you know, virus and become an interest. And then next thing we know, we got you on Instagram. And meanwhile, you're going, that show's stupid. However, it inspired me to do what I'm doing. 100% because someone had to do it. (laughs) <laughs> it, everyone was asking for it yes yes i mean it's low-hanging fruit in my personal opinion i agree i, mean, I agree well uh, you got you, i just was i was in the redwoods a couple weeks ago no joke you oh. drive up and down the highway there there's a big foot in front of every single house that you pass by mm-hmm. whereabouts or in the redwoods, redwoods. like a okay. like a like a wood cutout or some sort of reference when you say to redwoods i think somewhere in like california like or sierras are you seeing humboldt, a real humboldt, bigfoot humboldt county in northern california that's yeah exactly yeah right there. yeah yeah well uh, what well, i was I getting say, i would i would there's statues i mean these I right mean, we're talking like full-blown i mean it's a it's a passion they they it, love it well, and that's what it's interesting that it's in that area too, because one thing I know about redwoods is redwoods are some of the oldest trees on this planet. So it's interesting that you have an area that's so heavily populated with some of the oldest things in the world, and they're so heavily influenced by their love of Bigfoot. Well, and the trees are the tree. The trees there, are, you know, they call them giants. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, could it be like side, not an omen? Topic. Have you guys read into the like theory that forests aren't actual actually real like forests are actually like what we see as forests are actually just like the small saplings of real forests like at one time things were much bigger. And the redwoods are like a remnant of the old the redwoods are a remnant of the old world of how forests actually are used to look like yes yes so like when you go into the woods just in your neighborhood or whatever that's just like a very very young small version version. of it yeah because if you go back in time thousands of years they're actually much bigger so what we call forests throughout history aren't really way way small i get get yeah 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 yeah. it's like a playground it's it's kind of a fun rabbit hole but what i was what i was getting at earlier is like these finding bigfoot people or whoever's on tv are always trying to come up with weird new ways to uh to summon a bigfoot i always say why not just get the best makeup artists in hollywood to get some seven foot tall guy to dress like bigfoot with spirit gum and a fur suit and we'll run around in the forest and see what happens yeah just get it over with already and no one's ever done that no one i don't know i've always thought that, that would be mean? a it'd be kind of dangerous i guess like 
You mean like he runs around to see if he comes out? Yeah, like if like if let's say Bigfoot has, you know, I don't know, infrared type vision or something. When they see the silhouette of a normal human being, they're just going to be like, oh, those are just people knocking on trees trying to summon us or whatever, and they're going to run off. But if you have a real silhouette of a what seemingly looks like a real Bigfoot, you might get a little more action. Gotcha. A little closer. But mating then might, season. Then you might get mated with or beat up or whatever it is. <gasps> Could you imagine? So it's it's a risky Whoa. endeavor, but you know, it's an idea. That's a smart Bobby. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like to think outside the box. I like that. What were you gonna say, Bigfoot? Uh, I was just gonna say the you know, Hollywood doesn't have to go out. Well, the the seven footer, there there's a movie coming out. It's called Bigfoot Famous, if you look that up. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot famous. It's about an influencer that goes out into the woods to regain her fame, and uh, by filming Bigfoot, they take a they take a, a costume out and run into the real thing. Oh, um, oh, so I, interesting. I think what you're seeing now is that uh, you know things are cyclical. Uh, Amen. Of, you know, kind of the same concept that it's been about fifty years since the. Uh, Patterson footage. Right. Ah. And one thing we like to talk about, and we're definitely going to get on into it when we talk about Dogman, there's always these watershed famous encounters, which I, I like to call them like dam breakers. They just break the dam. It becomes part of the cultural zeitgeist. And then more and more people either see it or come forward from having seen it in the past because it almost gives them that green light or that permission. The courage, yeah. Like, oh, I'm not actually crazy. Other people saw what I saw. Or I saw this thing that I saw on In Search Of with Litter Nimoy, and it's a thing now. And as we give that power, both more people will come forward with legitimate sightings. And then on top of that, the more we feed into that as a culture, more sightings will manifest, whether it be mm-hmm. naturally or, you know, some sort of psychic uh, manifestation as well. So, yeah, totally. Anyway. That's deep. So Bigfoot actual, are you, are you getting, um, is your, you, you would be considered a social media influencer. Are you, are you, uh, capitalizing on this in any way? Are you, you making know, uh, you have like a Patreon or anything? That's a, that's a really <laughs> good question because initially when, uh, so when I started this, I, I didn't, um, I didn't think I would continue. Um, I went on a adventure with a good friend of mine mm-hmm. and, uh, it was supposed to just be kind of, a to keep things fun at the time but i i saw that there was there was something to it so i what started out as a joke kind of turned into an experiment uh within the last year um i have it was kind of like you know where do i take this so recently i'm actually working on a children's book oh cool uh, about so bigfoot uh well and it, yep it's and it's going to be used at what some of the pictures from my account that you see there are kind of inspiring the storyline uh, but I'm going to be doing a book series with Bigfoot, Alien, and Yeti uh, for kids. I'm going to start with the kids K through 12. I'm hoping to have it published by Christmas. How cool. Um, I'm, start, I'm currently looking for an illustrator. So if you guys know anyone. Ooh, yeah. Bobby actually I, might know someone. I might know some for you. So yeah. that's, that, that's where I'm looking at. Um, I can do it. And initially, initially, it was kind of more of a movement. I, I knew that 
I didn't have to work on getting money in the beginning. It was more about building this idea that Bigfoot is real. Bigfoot is out there. And he has an Instagram account. And, and if, uh, you know, I, I actually love the accounts that are selling t-shirts and selling this because I, I push them. I help them. It helps me at the, my end goal. My end goal is to be on the big screen. I do. I am going to do, I'm going to do what Christian Bale did. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a cartoon kind of joke style. You know, they, they have not done a Sasquatch or Bigfoot film that was not a joke. It's all been, I mean, Harry the Henderson. Mm-hmm. Or just bad schlock horror movies. Or Finding Bigfoot, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's really, to me, I see an easy flip where all you got to put, you know, Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien. Well, and especially in today's world with all the stuff that's going on, like what a perfect climate and a perfect time to have something like that because the world is so receiving of that kind of stuff right now. So what a better time than now to do something like that. It, it, it couldn't be a better time. It might be a little, it now, might be a perfect time, really. Now, Bigfoot, yeah. it strikes me, were you, a, uh, were you a theater kid in high school? No, I wasn't actually. And actually, I never, <laughs> I never, I never, it wasn't my passion to go that route. I actually, um, you're not like a performance guy. No, no, no. Actually, I was, uh, I, I'm in loan processing the last few years. I've worked, I've been in lending, finance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good with numbers, though. I put the numbers with this on pen and paper for the pitch for the right person. And then I can tell you the numbers, the they're numbers there. are, they are there. That's important. And now does your day job folks, do they know about your little hobby here? You know, it's, that's a good question. Cause I do. Um, I like it's, I like my, I like people The half of it's the mystery, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have don't no give job. you up. Yeah. People. I don't want to see what's behind that mask. That's I want to know so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, let me, can I tell you one thing that I did? Yeah, absolutely. So when I started this, it was, it really was the women that, uh, it fascinated me. Girls love it. Mm. Uh, So I started a Tinder account. (laughs) With the mask? I started at Bigfoot. Yes. Was, on, was on tinder the reason i'm not anymore is because they they, they, they canceled me out for not they said i wasn't real rude that's rude did you get oh a lot of God. matches i'm so curious did, like a lot of girls were like oh fuck yes bigfoot oh i mean yeah, big, I big, if bigfoot, i saw bigfoot on tinder i'd be like yeah fuck yeah let's go bigfoot yeah. fetish bigfoot fetish is a real thing no oh my I don't god know if, the, the amount i don't know if it's a product fiction. of the internet but there it is quite upsetting <laughs> But it is a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a there are, I mean, novels yeah. and probably yeah. Mo- there's definitely movies. That's what I'm saying. It's there. Yeah. There is. There's an audience. There's an audience for oh. the big foot. I mean, and you. you that's had- wife material right there. Anyone that any lady that's, that's into into Bigfoot. I agree. Okay, question: Did you ever go on a date with anyone from Tinder as Bigfoot? You know, I didn't, I didn't actually, I, I wanted to meet someone from Tinder just for the story, but I honestly, I, I ha, I've met, I've met girls on hiking on camp trips. Cause that's where this whole thing was, is it was. Ah, got you. Know, you know, Do you world. wear it, all of that hiking? Damn. Uh, eh, well, let's just say that, you know, I come out of hiding in certain places, but, um, 
it really it was it fascinated me because i mean i just i couldn't believe how the women loved it and and it was it wasn't all of them i'm not gonna act like right right yeah no no. but i was surprised that i mean because i know i look scary too yeah yeah you know but i mean coming up hugging me taking selfies uh you know (laughs) it it was very surprising if anything it's a social experiment saying that women genuinely more care about people's personality than what they look like they're more interested (laughs) they definitely somebody see somebody who's dressed up in a big fit outfit and they're like i want to know who this person is or they're more interested in something that's pure unadulterated brutal primal or that impulsive there's nothing wrong with that throw me some dick kind of situations yeah Jesus Christ anyway (laughs) okay I love that Uh, I had another question but I lost it after that one of course you did oh yeah I'm getting a lot I'm I'm just gonna do a quick plug for myself I'm getting a lot of vibes uh Jamie you know what I'm talking about my co-host on my other show not for everyone podcast he is a clown he dresses like a clown and runs around town for very similar reasons as mm-hmm. to find pick up weird uh wild women i mean he's not his record's not great as far as something stable but still he gets laid he dressing fun. up he like fun. a clown he has yeah he has a good time so you know but you yeah know, it's, maybe, that same, it's that same exact idea he puts on this persona and then women are like oh my god who is this character i'm so interested it's in almost like called. a guy you know the guys in the 80s that were like they would just like rollerblade or roller skate with like a snake around their neck. It's like that thing where it's like it's a it's big dick energy, absolutely. Is it is it big dick energy? It is big. I think it is big dick energy. I'm gonna have to say if I see a man in public walking around either dressed as a clown or a bigfoot, I definitely think like mm, big dick energy. I do. So it's the opposite of driving like a lifted truck or something. Oh like yeah, that. no, yeah, lifted yeah, big for trucks sure. that make a lot of sound, small dick energy, hard, very hard. But if you have the balls to walk around as a bigfoot or a clown or have a boa big constrictor, yeah. you yeah. have oh, a huge cock. Oh. <laughs> Jamie, my feet are huge. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Damn. Got them big ass Jordans. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Brinos. Bigfoot's moving in tonight. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Scorpio over there. She's like, there's anything wrong with Primal. And then she wants to hide. I got to go change my pants. I know Jesus. <laughs> all right. Do we have any more questions for Bigfoot? We really got to get into our guy. We got to have Bigfoot back. That's all we I'm saying. We have to have Bigfoot back for more episodes i couldn't fucking agree more with you so uh bigfoot where was can everyone find you on instagram one more time it's at bigfoot underscore actual right bigfoot underscore actual yes that's correct that's beautiful all right bigfoot thank you so much for coming and visiting and chit-chatting with us and we are so excited for next time when you come on okay yes thank you so nice to meet you yeah so nice finally finally Finally. i know we've been looking forever i guess he's gone he's gone he's gone he disappeared all right um all right guys. Well, that was a lot of fun that was so i was fun. Uh, i'm gonna be honest with you jamie i was like wait you're getting some guy that you're getting bigfoot from instagram to come on the show what is that uh, gonna look yeah. like but that yeah. uh that worked out quite well that was fun i'm so saying you guys I, sometimes <laughs> i feel like the two of you i give you crazy ideas and y'all are just like okay jamie hey and I yeah through and then you're like oh okay jamie and i'm like that's what i'm saying i got some skills over here i'm i'm doing things behind the scenes I want you two to have all creative control. I just want to show up and talk about weird shit with y'all. That's so fucking funny. perfection, Bobby. That's what I like it. All right. Y'all want to jump into the dog, man? Let's fucking get it, Bobby. Bobby is our cryptid captain this episode, everybody. Okay. 
So I got to start off by saying, I think I alluded to it earlier. The dog man is not something that's particularly well known no. outside of people that don't already follow this shit. However, mm -hmm. I would argue, and I don't know for sure, but it seems to have more credible eyewitness accounts right after Bigfoot, especially yes. in North America. Mm -hmm. um, so we have multiple diverse and seemingly credible eyewitness accounts. Um, a lot of this research came from Linda Godfrey's book, The Beast of Bray Road, as well as um, the Small Town Monsters documentary by the same name, which I highly recommend. Just throwing that out there. Um, so we have a lot of different diverse eyewitness accounts of seven to eight foot tall piercing eye shine, a lot of times described as red, the head of a wolf or a German shepherd standing on two legs. Um, but have been reported to drop on onto four legs. And a lot of reports actually describe them as being on all fours. But even when they are on all fours, the size is just so jarring that the witnesses can't seem to chalk it up to something found in nature, like a normal wolf or a coyote or something like that. I'm going to say this right now. That's pretty much, we'll get the skeptic shit right out of the way. That's pretty much <laughs> what's It's misidentification of some sort of creature that's very canine-esque. Okay. Okay. So... I don't know. I was gonna have, a, I have another question too. To me, yeah. also, dog men sound a lot like fucking werewolves. Right. Yeah. So we have sure. we have stories are way too similar for them not to be the same thing to me. It's one. You're 100 right. It's a perfect segue. We have stories of hell hellhounds, lycanthropes slash werewolves, dogmen. These all date back centuries. Um, there's ones all throughout Europe. A lot of the modern mythology itself comes from you know kind of European roots. And even the term lycanthrope is, uh, uh, I think it's a Greek myth of Lycan, mm -hmm. who was a guy that Zeus turned into a wolf-like creature. So um, this is like deeply rooted in like the human consciousness, the, the dog, man. When you think about dogs, it's like, I look at my dogs and I'm just like, you really are man's best friend. Like, look at you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you would be, you would be lost and worthless in the wild without me. Right. Cause mm -hmm. we just, whatever, like bred them. They're like a, they're a part of the human experience or, or canines. Right. And whether that be a friendly pet one that you have that I found out recently that um, white people generally are the ones that let dogs sleep in their bed. And I always yes. thought that that was normal. That's but a few normal. of my Hispanic friends are like, that's fucking gross. I don't know what's wrong with you. So, really? Yeah, isn't that weird? Um, so anyway. I've slept um, my dogs sleep in the bed with me, all of my dogs. Yeah, why why would you have a dog if you don't cuddle with them in bed? It's like the whole thing. It's like my child. They're pretty yeah. much worthless without that. Yeah, it's like, what am I gonna do? I <laughs> on the circle, total side note, there's a lady who wouldn't let her dogs kiss her on the mouth, and I thought that was weird. She was like, absolutely fucking not. I was like, what is wrong with you? My dog. I know. Not, and Josh was like, same. And I was like, <sighs> I think we're too afraid of germs in general. Yeah, it's agreed. Like, whatever. Everyone yeah. just the fuck down. You know. So, um, go ahead. I, I just think people have different types of pets. When you like <laughs> truly like love your pet, mm -hmm. you think of matter. them as like another addition to your family and not mm -hmm. this is an animal. Yeah. And then there are people that are like, this is an animal, but my protector. So then those are the people that have their dogs sleeping outside awful and Is they don't though? really come inside. It's like, they're just there for protection. 
or they got it and they're excited to have a dog and then they get it's like a new toy it just gets thrown mm-hmm. outside that's like, oh, and that's gotta... disgusting yeah Aww. i agree and you know or those people that just put them in kennels all day and stuff i'm just like <laughs> i'm sure they they can handle it psychologically better than like a human could but still like that sounds awful, yeah. anyway okay, okay. let them free that's your cryptids guys so as far as like these things are found like literally or or documented or spoken about in folklore like literally all over the world except yeah. for, like, antarctica um, but as far as the North American <laughs> dog man or werewolf, <laughs> what is happening? Jamie's whole wall is fucking coming down. It really is. Is Wait. that? If you just listened to the audio version of this podcast, I apologize for the inconvenience. Ah. She's probably just not hanging them properly. You need more than one hook there's like i do one on every corner four all right well but they're just hooks well you figure that out i'm gonna keep going here (laughs) so as far as the north american dog man or the werewolf or whatever you want to call it um a a big hot spot would be places like florida of course uh pennsylvania which which is kind of a theme of this show pennsylvania seems to be a hot spot for a lot of stuff um and then probably the the Michigan werewolf is very uh, famous hotspot, which is in the Manistee Forest, Michigan, which is like kind of on the west side of Michigan, not the Upper Peninsula, but the west side over by Lake Michigan. Um, that's a pretty big hotspot. Um, but sightings are basically everywhere, and perhaps the most famous location. What are we laughing at here? in general is it the way i'm saying words no 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 it was me nothing to do with you bobby you are always perfect thank you so much back and i was just like bam perhaps the most famous location in north america would be the topic of tonight's cryptid corner the beast of bray road okay we good we good good? any questions so far no all right now bray road is in wisconsin okay now when you think of like high strain concentrated high strangeness locations i feel like wisconsin's kind of a undeserving dark horse when it comes to that because wisconsin has like everything from extremely haunted locations ufo sightings bigfoots aquatic monsters satanic cults the slender man stabbing happened there Jeffrey oh. Dahmer was from there, Ed oh. Gein, like serial killers, all kinds of crazy shit in that corn-fed. What's in the water? Uh, it's some there. lake monster. Those are boring, though. We'll get to them eventually one yeah, day, though. Messy. I just think, yeah, anyway. Um, but the, the Beast of Bray Road is actually uh, located in Elkhorn, Washington, which is in south, or I'm sorry, Elkhorn, Wisconsin, which is in southeast Wisconsin and Walworth County, okay, which Elkhorn is a population of about 10,000 people. So it's a small town. And Bray Road is basically an old farming road, farmer's road, um, about four miles long that goes from Elkhorn to Interstate 11. So it kind of goes back to the some of the themes we're finding on this doing by doing this show is like, these more anomalous, or um, like the nucleus of these phenomenon is in a very specific location and that's not Mm -hmm. to say like i said 
um you know the dog man is cited all over the world but this is for whatever reason this particular instance is in a very concentrated relatively small stretch of road and in fields and in farmland so um let me just show you guys yes please what we're dealing with here um share screen. i love visual aids we're gonna go to the map okay so here is milwaukee chicago right down in here okay we're gonna zoom in mm -hmm. this this is elkhorn it's basically just a town off the side of the interstate and this is bray road elkhorn here like i said it's just about four four or so miles all the way up to interstate 11 here mm -hmm. so a lot of these sightings are located around there okay hmm. we, f we good so far yes yeah it's feel interesting free to, feel free to interject whenever you're ready. we should okay. we should map try to triangulate mm -hmm. the phenomenon well well let's look at this real quick um can you see this other map oh yeah you can oh shit okay so this are those is all from, sightings yeah these are all these are oh. all dog man sightings so like you could see it all over the world here. Okay. Um, but if, you, if we zoom in, you'll see a high concentrations in Wisconsin, like I said, Mich Michigan. So like the mm. Northern Midwest yeah. area into the Rust Belt and things well, like that. It's very much prominent around the watering area. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, that's true. But I mean, a lot of things are mm -hmm. like if you, I just remember like I studied, I got like a minor in geography in uh, college. And I just, the only thing I remember from that is like- That's cool. Pete, people build shit around water. around water like that's like the fucking whole study so yeah. um so here's elkhorn you can see there's a pretty high concentration of sightings here i don't even i think there's way more than this is just whatever documented on on this uh, the map, cloaked yeah. hedgehogs dog man sightings map that i found on the internet five minutes before jumping on the call so yeah um anyway so let me go back to my notes can you guys see my notes when i do that nope no okay cool um the first like i guess documented sighting where it kind of bubbled up to into the you know the uh the perception of the area i guess was a woman named doris gibson this was halloween night of all times in 1991 Lovely. love that she was driving down uh bray road um and this is what i was talking about with bigfoot a second ago this is what i like to call my dam breaking sighting mm -hmm. my watershed moment right when things go public and become relatively acceptable to talk about these are the times when people come forward um or start seeing it more and coming forward um so 1991 halloween um this initial sighting is the one that sparks off a series of future reports and then also reports from people before that that are feel like it's okay to come forward um she had thought that she hit an animal uh gets out and investigates the beast essentially exposes itself that sounded kind of okay. a little bit a little bit kind of sexual kind of there himself. yeah the beast <laughs> showed its big lycanthrope cock i love that <laughs> I'm sure the dog um, man has to have some good. He has like a trench there. coat on. Um, but anyway, we take this uh, subject matter very seriously. Um, the beast kind of, uh, you know, exposes itself into the darkness of the night, into the light or whatever. Um, 
which is a very reasonable response would be like she freaks out and runs back to her car and then there was like reports of like something like scraped the trunk of her car mm. um something with claws and uh you know dog-like features right interesting yeah okay so again this is the one that kind of lit the fuse of the bray road legend right Mm-hmm. Um, and then sim- not long after there was the Tom Bricta sighting, uh, which was him and his two friends were driving around in the area. I believe it was on Bray Road as well. Um, you get a lot of reports with cryptids of like a weird smell. And I would say that weird smells are something involved in the paranormal in general. In general, mm-hmm. I would say absolutely 100%. You see it with cryptids, it can be something natural, right? It can be a wild animal, but I 100%. feel like there's always reports of weird smells, like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, ghosts, and then oh, isn't, there, yeah. uh, isn't there a lot of uh, sulfur with alien stuff yep. sometimes? Mm-hmm. So sulfur smells like rotten eggs, right? Yep. Sulfur seems to be uh, a, a red thread motif through a lot of or the smell of it at least through a lot of these mm-hmm. things i don't know what that means i just kind of realized it as we're going along gastritis here. um rotten eggs right okay um so they have this weird smell they're driving down the road and they see this weird grayish white hairy arm reaching out scratches the car right mm-hmm. okay um, then there was another sighting not long after that uh, by uh, Lori Andressi, I believe is her name, mm-hmm. uh, driving home from work. As she's driving by, she sees something kneeling down in the ditch by, if you go, if you drive down like farm roads, there's like cornfields or whatever to the right. And then there's kind of like a flood controlled drainage mm-hmm. ditch kind of thing. So kneeling down in there, holding some sort of fresh kill, right? Mm. Um, when this account was reported to uh, this dude, John Fredrickson, who I believe was like a local newspaper guy, someone like some sort of official guy. I probably should have looked that up before I told this story. But anyway, um, make up a name. As, yeah. as that was being reported, at that moment, a bunch of books started flying off of his bookshelf in, in the office. Oh, shit. So again, the theme of this show, we want to explore where that Venn diagram is with high strangeness. It's really weird, right? Like this stuff is like, it's so tempting to go even with something like Bigfoot or Dogman. It's so very tempting to go into some sort of natural, well-known animal or some sort of misidentification Mm -hmm. situation. But then you get all these motifs of various paranormal activity that go along with it true it's such an interesting thread that the more and more we're digging into these cryptids the more and more we're coming to these conclusions of like we're seeing all these similarities with inside of them so you start to see like you were saying bobby your that watershed kind of moment of that sighting and it released Mm -hmm. all these other things so is it in fact that you have it just being on everybody's radar now or is it because everyone's believing in this watershed moment in the dog man legend that now it is manifesting itself and more people are having right and, and i mean that's the ultimate question that we bring up almost every episode is like we have our watershed moment where it, it gives it credence for people to come forward and talk about it 
But again, the more energy that the local concentrated population puts into this legend gives it almost gives it power to it to a degree. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. I don't know. I think I think that when you put the say you put the archetype of the werewolf into the locals psyche like it's in the media like okay well this is this thing that happened that's that bubbled up and got put us on the map more or less and it's kind of part of our town lore now it's like in any other time maybe they would have if, if that hadn't happened maybe they would have seen something strange that looked like something that they decided that it looked like right so but because mm. there was already this visual through the folklore of the city of the area people are going to yeah. fill in that space with with the bray road beast werewolf thing right totally well, and i think sense. i think you could almost kind of parallel it too with like a little bit of like religion so like you have these people who are obviously desperately looking for something to believe in and to to be entertained by right so they find these cryptids of these areas and they hold on to these traditions and these stories and these and these myths and these legends about them because it's something that they have to grasp it's something that grounds them to that area you know what i mean mm -hmm. they have a mm -hmm. faith in something which is why i kind of liken it almost to religion it's like you're believing in this thing it's real to you regardless of whether or not it, it doesn't matter outside of the world but it's almost like this human nature to gravitate towards that kind of behavior into looking to something like that that you're well, this is, I'm from this area, so this is what I'm into, or I am, I am dedicating my life to looking to Bigfoot, or I'm dedicated to Jesus, or whatever it right. happens to be. It, it almost gets into that, like, whole modernist per versus postmodernist thing, where, like, modernists will argue, like, there is objective reality, there's no denying it, it is what it is, this is how things, and then postmodernism is more about, like, the fractured, like, relativism and the subjective and, like, how we interpret things. And I think potentially one can kind of influence the other in a way. And I think that's one of the things we're coming to realize too, is like, I, I think that people can, I think that people can believe in things and make them, you know, appear into reality to some degree, you know? And I think that the more collective uh, consciousness or collective consensus puts energy into that. It becomes mm -hmm. even more and more profound. And that's how we shift, you know, worldviews and, and what we accept to be real and not real and, and things like that. So, yeah, I think yeah. that religion is probably a classic example of that. But I think it can go into something as silly as a small town in Wisconsin thinking they have a werewolf. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I wonder how many times that people have actually been seeing a Bigfoot. But it's so close. They just see like a hairy figure mm -hmm. that then they name it different. Yeah, it, like like using Bigfoot as the example is, you know, you can go back to the 1800s and find reports of wild men and like they didn't have the name Bigfoot. They didn't they didn't know what gorillas looked like for that matter. Like they didn't no, know how to describe shit. this thing. Right. So it's like the the visual definition of whatever this thing is is not even remotely been their mind hasn't been acclimated to that possibility mm -hmm. and whenever we acclimate people's minds to these types of niche possibilities mm -hmm. we fill in the paranormal with whatever that is that they were previously exposed or told about or 
you know, this is what it is kind of thing. I was going to say, because it, I, seems, it, it seems like when I was looking into this, I saw a lot of similarities of the kind of Bigfoot. The only similarity I didn't necessarily see between the two is like this, this cryptid tends to be a little bit more aggressive, a lot of more, more reaching out, clawing at things where Bigfoot is more like, Ooh, I'm shy. Don't look at me. But it definitely seems like almost when they're talking about these body shapes, I could see somebody confusing like a Bigfoot and talking about it looking like a dog. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it could just well, be a really big dog. It could be. And and like like we're gonna have a really fun factor sci-fi, I think, at the end of the show because of this. Um, but the the accounts, especially, I mean, not just this one, but just nationwide and worldwide, are really, really fucking consistent. And again, mm-hmm. it goes back to what I was saying, like everyone knows what a dog is. A dog is man's best friend. So we see this beast. And we have this genetic memory of things like dire wolves or, you know, um, you know, the wolf has always been kind of the representation of like in the wild. That's one of the yeah. predators that you want to avoid. Like we have something to fill in the gap of whatever it is, assuming it's paranormal or something like that. It's like our brains need to process it into something. Okay, let's go with Wolfman. Okay, so, okay, here's my question then. So are you telling me that, like, along this theory then, your idea is, is that there's some sort of a creature, species, whatever out there that is like this giant, fluffy, brown thing that we as humans, depending on where we grew up, fill in the blanks of what we think it is? Yeah, Hmm. I don't, I don't know if it's even giant, brown, and fluffy. I'm just saying that, well, maybe it could be. Yeah. I'm just saying that let's assume that this is something supernatural. Okay. If it's something supernatural and we don't have the, um, you know, visual equipment to perceive what it is we're looking at, we're going to f- potentially fill in those blanks with, I know this is something fucking weird and it's out in the woods and it's holding dead roadkill or whatever. Yeah. You know, let's what so what what what's the first trying thing to make could, sense of it? Yeah, it's kind of going back to what I was saying about when I saw the UFO the other night. I was like, oh, that's a shooting star. Mm. I was gonna say, and I know totally what a UFO is, UFOs. right? Yeah. Like you could do it with a lot of things, right? So that's kind of my theory: is like the supernatural can be filled in with the perception of the of the material world of the of the viewer, right? Or the you know, and that's another one of those things that kind of gives it more power it almost spreads like a virus where it's like whatever this entity is human beings in this specific area interpret it in this specific way 100 percent, yeah they're they're interpreting in that way but it kind of goes almost to that same thing that me and brie were saying in another episode about maybe it's more than just that but more maybe it's more their their ideas of thinking are a certain way. So this is what their subconscious is showing them. Like that's what they can understand and they can handle. It's the same way with UFOs. The reason you saw back in the day, a different version of it was because that what we as society deemed is acceptable. So you're seeing a different version of it today because we are in the more modern age. So it's a more modern version of what it is. When you, it's the same thing as when you look at the whole aliens UFO thing, where you talk about like, there's all these theories about how aliens are like, back in the day they were called fairies or angels or whatever elves like for whatever reason those were like the visual archetypes of the people of the time to fill in those blanks to try to and then we have hollywood come along in the 20th century 
and bombard us with all this like cold war era red scare like alien invasion stuff and now that's implanted into our consciousness and that's how we project the visual and interpret whatever the phenomenon is that may not be it's like true form though it's just the way we see it it's just the way we see it exactly so it's there is something there there's something that exists it's just the way Mm -hmm. we are perceiving it is dependent upon a multitude of factors is what it sounds Mm -hmm. like yeah, yeah, and then this is all just you know, bro science speculation. Yeah, it's I'm not even high right everybody. now, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just it's just theory stuff to throw at the wall. Um, but I mean, the point, like after all these, you know, these this handful of eyewitness accounts that we just went over with the Bray Road Beast, like these these things, people start coming forward in mass, and like this woman, Linda Godfrey, gets overwhelmed with these these eyewitness accounts, and she's the one kind of investigating this. Um, and again, the dam breaks, and now we have a local phenomenon, and now we have a you know uh, staple folklore and and you know town legend, and uh, now it's part of the lore of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. So, um, one of my, one of my one of the cooler, more recent accounts of the Bray Road Beast was like 2013. Okay, um, was a guy named Lee Hample. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that he was relatively new to the area. He had bought a farm out there, uh, kind of skeptical, but he was kind of conversing with some of the local farmers. And they were like, yeah, you live out there where the, uh, where the beast lives, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, but what he ends up doing is he like um, takes a dead raccoon and like throws it to the edge of his property line. And he comes back. Like, lure it? Like, no, he's just like, happen he's like doing farmer shit throwing okay, a okay. dead there was a dead raccoon you know out by the end of his property line and he, he stumbles upon it a few days later and it's like basically been like perfectly gutted almost like an animal mutilation kind of mutilation, yeah um like it like all the intestines were perfectly removed and it was just kind of this uh i guess this uh like fur like everything was completely gutted um and then a few days later he did the same thing with the badger so then he starts setting up trail cams Ooh. Um, it starts documenting basically dozens of animal mutilate uh the mutilations and strange lights in the sky. Okay, so again, we're we're getting into we have poltergeists now. I was like, now this sounds like so much more than just like a dog man. You know what I mean? It right. Like it's you're opening up that door to it sounding very Skinwalker Ranchy, where you have like just yes. a whole magnitude of what this is and it's like this theme that we have where it's you can't open one door without opening the other yes yes it's time to unite the tribes it's what we do here on this show uh where did brie go i don't know are you gonna show right. me, are you gonna show me this 2013 shit because i feel like you have video of it of his i'm here i'm here i i don't have any, any i heard video. everything um i don't have any video of it queued up oh, i don't know find where it. it is but the point is there's there there were trail cams mm-hmm. that he set up and he never caught like the creature itself go mm-hmm. figure but there was um a, a situation where like the deer was down and then the trail cam caught like this mist and then the deer was gone like later oh, on in a different frame in the trail cam so again it like a mist like okay yeah. what does that even mean right mm-hmm. Um, is so, that just the way it manifests itself on camera? Right, right. It's or like something the show, like The Mist, the movie, The Mist. Oh yeah. 
Uh, mm. Where the mist comes along and the, the monsters like in the mist. There's weird shit in the mist. But they they did end up finding some strange tracks, and you can see. I don't know if it's this specific story, but in a lot of the videos, you can see like people are putting a full-grown man's hand up for scale, and it's it looks it does look like a dog paw that's mm -hmm. bigger than a man's hand. And granted, you know, there's some big animals out there. Maybe a, I'm sure a, a bear's paw is bigger than big, yeah. But it does. It looks like a canine. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a veterinarian or a yeah. zoologist, but well, and I'm sure that there's people who are like, oh, this is just this animal, or that can't be real, or whatever. But it's it's interesting that they're finding it in this area where they're seeing things like big giant mist. They see mist, but they're not seeing a big giant dog, but they see dog prints like mm -hmm. that's that's kind of crazy and then and then you get into you know all the other high strangeness with the lights in the sky like i just mentioned and then like people of course always say there is some sort of like you know brutal indian history there native american history there which is like you can honestly say that about most any most place United States, yeah. like i went to i went to college in colorado and i took a colorado history class i swear to god like 80 percent of it was like just learning about like different slaughters of Native Americans. Native American, I'm like, yeah. Huh, all right. Um, so I mean, I don't, you know, it is, it is what it is. But um, and apparently I want to say the the Bray family farm was built on something. I don't know, don't quote me on that. I feel like that's something I read into as well. It's built yeah. on something, some sort of Native American site. Um, but now we're kind of getting into the the more supernatural side of things with the lights in the sky and the mist and the you know all these things we've been talking about um what's interesting is you know one of the the themes we see with the dog man versus something like the bigfoot yes there are ag aggressive interrogative bigfoot accounts but a lot of times with the dog man people are saying like this thing was fucking evil and yeah. aggressive I was fearing for my life like that seems a bit more frequent in the in the eyewitness accounts versus something like bigfoot a lot of bigfoot people are just like hippies they're like oh they were just like curious forest apes <laughs> that were like checking me out and blah blah yeah. blah um and then there's other accounts of like one one witness was saying like they were driving their car up to like 55 miles an hour and this thing was like keeping pace with them parallel and like looking into their window aggressively and stuff so Ooh. all so of this skinwalker before too that people have said that like a skinwalker was out yeah. of their window keeping pace so it sounds almost to me when you're talking about too about when you're introducing these lights and stuff into the situation that you're getting more in that skinwalker territory as well that well and, i mean and also a skinwalker are more aggressive a skinwalker is what uh traditionally a, a shape-shifting human right exactly mm -hmm. what is a lycanthrope what is a werewolf exactly a werewolf is someone that you know gets possessed by the full moon or whatever and then transforms, transforms. into a an animal type thing uh, i just wonder how much of the, all that is projected though maybe exactly. again it's because they in the area they see it as a dog man and not a bigfoot mm -hmm. so they're projecting that fear onto the situation sure. definitely a possibility um one one explanation is to we look at all the um patterns of supernatural different genres of supernatural activity in this entire state let alone this region um in the 80s and 90s granted that was the height of like the satanic panic stuff and maybe mm -hmm. people were trying to look more for things assuming that they were real again it could go back to what we were saying earlier about i was like enough people believe it's real it's real 
Um, but um, there was a lot of reports of satanic rituals in the forests and stuff, you know, uh, mangled carcasses and bones of animals and things like that found in kind of weird ritualistic Yikes. setups. Um, so a lot of people think, um, and you'll hear it a lot if you listen to shows like Sasquatch Chronicles, they'll have a lot of dogman sighting uh, accounts on there. And a lot of the dogmen was like, no, this thing was a demon. It seemed like a demon. Like it seemed demonic to me. It seemed evil. Okay. Um, so then I get into like, I get that from a, from a certain perspective, because like morality, like what make, what makes us human and separates us from the animals. Right. Well, that's a cliche. Mm -hmm. Morality is a product of being able to control your like impulsive or instinctual or animalistic, you know, uh desires whether that be to kill or fuck or you know hurt people whatever it is that's all that's all evil would be that out of control and then morality would be that under control right which is um, so stupid actually when when you say it like that okay no i mean, I mean like it's it's crazy that that's what we that's what it equates to like yeah yeah because it's like it's such a fine line i think yeah of course and that, i mean that's like that's the um that's like the plight of man right is balancing mm -hmm. you know what do we do as humans to cooperate as humans and make sure we're not overstepping our bounds into the you know um freedoms or autonomy or whatever of other humans within the collective whereas we have this animal instinct that really wants to completely manifest and just you know it, it, it there's arguments where like evil the concept of evil is found in nature as like really a survival mechanism right mm -hmm. yeah um, it reminds me of books, satanism right or like satanism would be or yeah satanism would be like you're just giving into the end you're just doing what you want Sophism, like like give into your impulses, do as thou will kind of stuff, mm -hmm. right? And that's, that all kind of overlaps with this, I think. So if we go into the idea that, uh, I guess like the skinwalker approach, like uh, of this particular cryptid, it's like we have this, you know, if we say it's some sort of shape shifting human situation, it's just the repressed animalistic instinct, you know, coming out full force and concentrated into this physical form where you're just running around and you know eating animals and snarling at people in mazdas that drive by in the cornfields you know that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually quite a possibility i feel like yeah. if you drive someone insane if you cut them off from maybe their instinct to be them and they just totally go off the edge Mm -hmm. given to the and point of extreme it's not, it's not some sort of like psychic phenomenon of like someone nearby maybe it's not a physical maybe it's not that person physically transformed maybe it's something some sort of visual representation of their instinct trying to manifest into the ether and someone happens to see Ooh. it out in the wild i'm not even high right now i'm just i'm just yeah that's around. some like really some deep over there i'm liking it yeah etheric shit bobby yeah i like to party hey yeah, um, yeah i mean that's that's the end of my notes though like any questions class 
No, I think that this one, I think is. <sighs> I just want to know who believes what. Yeah, I think. Oh, is it yeah, I think we're going to have to go back to sci-fi because this is where the good shit's going to come out. So I'll start first. Okay, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to give my, I'm going to put this, I'm going to middle bitch myself for a multitude of reasons. My numbers wise is going to be a 4.5 and I'm going to explain. I like the idea of the dog man, but I think that what we have here is a misidentification but I think we have more, it, not just a misidentification of a creature that already exists, but I just think a misidentification just in general of cryptids. I think that there's mm. too many similarities to me where it crosses the line of Bigfoot, where it crosses the line of, of um, wolves, where it crosses the line of werewolves, where it crosses the line of skinwalkers, for me to just believe that a do the dog man could be a thing. I just think that there's, right. I think that what's happening so, is that regionally they're specifically calling it something like the dog man but i think that the dog man itself is a bigger thing i.e um skinwalkers or were werewolves and stuff like that so the specific dog man gives me a 4.5 i guess i could go either way though we could reverse affect that the same thing and then go high and be like wait so, how uh, are you saying that the concept of the dog man is sci-fi but the phenomenon could be factual i'm just trying to like kind of yeah kind of so what i'm saying is is like i believe in the phenomenon as a whole but i i think i don't think that what people are calling the dog man is the dog man okay i think i'm thinking more where well, like what well, like what you know vibes. right well maybe it's just a regional term like and, I, and, I that's, think, what and that's what i'm saying so, I, so I, we're I, saying you do believe that skinwalkers are a thing yes 100 percent. so what you're saying is this is some sort of regional interpretation of the skinwalker yes exactly that's why i'm giving it a 4.5 and like a little middle bitching it because like it is mm -hmm. real but i just think that maybe they're misidentifying what it is and it's a regional it's very regional whereas it's like they're just specifically trying to call it something that's bigger it's like people mm -hmm. confusing bigfoots and, and and sasquatch yeah but if people don't know what a skinwalker is and they see a fucking wolf man on the side of the road they're not gonna be like oh that's a skinwalker it, but, and that's exactly my point of what I'm saying <laughs> is it being like kind of like a misidentification. So misidentified. I don't think it's the dog misidentified man, according to Jamie's term. To me, yes. I don't think the dogman is its own cryptid. I think it's the dogman is a cryptid, a different cryptid that's been misidentified. So it is a, it is some sort of supernatural cryptid. That yes. is fact. Yes, okay. that is fact. Yes. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. I like how want? we can mental gymnastics. I know, both right? Right. We get there eventually. Go ahead, Bree. What do you got? I fact it. Okay. Damn. Any rating there? Because I gave it, I fact it like an eight out of a 10 because okay. I think that with anything, there's variations of something. Like there's never really just one true species of anything. Mm -hmm. There's, there's variations. And so if we are to believe in Bigfoot, I feel like we should believe in, in Dogman. And I like this. You're kind of going the opposite yeah. of what I'm saying. So instead of you're giving it a high score because of that, and I gave it more of like a low score. Yeah, because I don't think it makes sense to just be like, there's for sure a Bigfoot, but like Dogman is just misidentified. I think with, again, with, with everything, there's different variations. If we're to believe in creation, creation 
there might be like a focal point of something, but then things shift and they breed and it morphs. And as our thoughts morph and it gets passed down through other people and the collective and all of that stuff, things start to, I think, change and group into other things. Mm -hmm. So I can't just be like, this is true and this one's not when they're mm -hmm. that close. So what you're saying is you believe in Bigfoot now? She's always believed in Bigfoot. Not on that first episode. I know that not first episode, but she tried to fight me on that one too. She was like, no, I didn't say that. Look at her. She's oh, you, know what? you just said Bigfoot was real. I mean, we talked to him. He was a nice guy. What am I in? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I'm definitely giving this more credence than probably any of the other cryptids we've ever talked talked about, with the exception of maybe Bigfoot. I don't think we factor sci-fi Bigfoot though. I don't think um, we but I'm going to go like very similar to Jamie's interpretation. Like wow. I think it is, I don't think it I is. We're going to bond on that one. Wow. I don't think it's something physical that <sighs> just kind of like dicks around in the forests of Wisconsin. And you know what I mean? Like, I think it is something ethereal and I think it is real. And there's just too many sightings. And granted, there's a lot of easy meat for the skeptics to chew on as far as wolves or whatever. But I don't know. I, there's something in me that says this is fact. I'm going to give it a seven. I like then it. you're siding with me, not with Jamie. But he's siding no. with my idea of it. Right. I'm, the, I'm agreeing with Jamie in the sense that we just have different terminology for different phenomenon in different geographic regions. For sure. I think it's all three probably of us are a skin, that's what it is. It's at least a cousin of the skinwalker, I think. Yeah, it's like there, it's, there's some overlapping going on here. I think that's like that with everything. And I mean, who's to say we didn't invent all of it to begin with? We invented everything. That's what I'm saying. Yeah we're giving it physicality mm -hmm. it could really? just literally just be idea swimming and we've pulled it to manifest mm -hmm. or it was just written into our simulation guys i mean the possibilities are endless and that's why we're talking about all this that's what i, I love about the rise of you know things like the secret as cheesy as that kind of is or like you know, um, law it of is, attraction the type idea stuff. Behind it is very true. I was talked to someone simulation today theory and breaking the matrix and all that mm -hmm. stuff. People, when the people first started investigating these types of phenomenons, that was not. I don't. I would argue that that wasn't really something that people knew about to consider. Right? Yeah. Um, For sure. And, and I think that there's something to that when we subscribe to our ability for our minds to project and create things to appear in front of us or an outcome that we strive for to manifest in the future or whatever, like it's all very psychic and it's all very, um, it's of our own accord. Creation. Like, and I think a lot of people are better than other people at controlling that. And that's why I'm, 
dabbling with crystals. I was going to say, Bobby, so it's interesting that you say that because I think that people do a lot of manifestation without realizing they're doing manifestation. And I think that your UFO UFO sighting is one of it. I think that subconsciously you needed to buy a crystal to let your brain know that it was okay for you to witness aliens. You know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. in turn, by buying this crystal, let you manifest your first sighting of a UFO because of doing that, whether it's because the physical crystal itself is what did it, or it was just the act of you doing it. Right. You're manifesting that path and that life in front of you right now. Whether like it was this, his permission slip. Exactly. Whether this crystal was a placebo or not, a placebo still has an effect, right? It's exactly. still exactly, and that's what it comes like down a talisman. To. And that's what it comes down to. It's more than just like this weird magic shit that's happening. Like there's something on a deeper level that's happening, whether it's placebo or not. You just gave yourself permission on some level to let this into your life, which is why it's happening. It could so, have been a crystal. It could have been some fucking drugs. It could have been literally anything. But you happen to chose the path that you chose, and it's happening that way. It's the relationship between the objective cosmos or matrix or whatever, and your own mind, and how that that interacts with it. And sometimes you need some sort of like channeling mechanism, whether it be conscious or subconscious, to kind of like start to penetrate the two worlds between the mind and the outside world. It's going to be interesting to see going forward, like if you start to have more and more frequent sightings now, or they get more and more like bigger, because I know like when I first started in Brie 2, like my sightings were a lot smaller and they got more and more significant, significant as that kind of went on. And like, I know like my biggest, most significant one is the one that I saw with Brie, where it was like literally right in front of us and like, like staring into our souls. And like, I Mm. remember that, like that, I seen so many small little light stuff in the sky and for it to be like literally in front of me was completely fucking different. So going back to my UFO sighting, is that a fairly typical description? Is that something that's a little green laser going through the sky real quick? Is that something that you guys hear very no. often? No. No. All right. Not super typical. Well, but I'll just I, go fuck myself. Well, no, no, no. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that people see a lot of lights that zip in the sky. So I think it's interesting that yours was specifically green, especially because like green isn't a light that is in the sky. So I'm wondering if more the color is more significant to you because it's trying to dictate itself in a way to show that like it's an unnatural color in the sky. It's my favorite color. See, oh, see there. So I think that, again, when you have these kind of sightings, it can be a lot more personal. alien green, like lime green. Because like lime green's mine. Yeah. My yeah, it was like uh, my favorite. Yeah, me too. It was like a bright kind of neon green. Yes. Yeah. So I think that there, there's layers of that inside of it had a tail going on. So I don't think that there's necessarily, there are a lot of uh, UFO stories that we hear that have these similarities and people see the similarities in crafts. But I think that that's when we look more at the nuts and bolts side of the UFO world. And when you start to listen to people's more personal experiences, you start to hear things that are like, it was a certain color, it did a certain thing because I think it's tuned in more personally to you than you realize. Whoa, all right. So you're all hating because it's all like- <laughs> I'd I like to manifest else, but... more zeros in my bank account. Don't we fucking all. Any... Ching, 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 goes the money. Any advice there? Well, the things I see, money comes to me. What's the fucking TikTok? Ching, 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 goes the money tree. Every time it ching, money comes to me. It all flows in so abundantly from the top, left, right, and from under me. Wave, 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 I'm a money wave. Money flow, money flow, money make. Flowing in and out, plus money saved. Debt, 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 all debt is paid. 
Ching, ching, ching goes the mini tree. Yeah, you kids and your hip hop. I know, right? <laughs> all right, guys, that was a fun episode. We love you all. Happy Halloween. We will see you guys after Halloween. We love you. Not for everyone podcast. Yeah. Yeah, the next one won't be out until after Halloween, but maybe you're going to be oh gone. We have things that we got going on. Check yeah, out we Not went. For Everyone podcast. Make sure you check out Bigfoot underscore actual on instagram i'll link everything down below in the link on the audio only and the video we love you guys goodbye bye bye